0: to take two of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda.
1: And I'm Sarah.
0: And I'm just kidding. This is actually our 23rd take of the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's only two. Moose wanted to be a part of things in a very high pitched manner that nobody wants to hear. And in my efforts to go calm
1: him down, I pulled the cable out of my microphone. And I don't know if you know this, but like a cable for a wired microphone is a pretty essential part of the process. And without
0: it, there's not a whole lot of audio. Without it, you're just talking to yourself like a crazy person. Are we not supposed to do that? Because like I've been home alone for five
1: months. And so I've been doing a lot of that. If that's a bad thing, I need to know.
0: You know, you should have some visitors in white coats in about 10 minutes. Just just be calm. It's fine. Oh, those guys. I know them. (laughs) They're here all the time. Uh, We are also an attempted traveling
1: podcast. Traveling podcast makes it sound like we're a Punch and Judy performance that just travels the nation. (laughs) Like a sideshow act, but like not good. You know, that actually pretty much sums us up. A traveling sideshow podcast no punch and judy okay punch and judy are the little puppets that fight each other with mallets
0: oh like the like vintage old school victorian mm-hmm. puppet yeah, show of one. creepiness mm-hmm. exactly okay
1: we're I gonna be the one with the we're mallet creepy oh no they all get mallets
0: Well, that's no fun no mallet for you you guys she's gonna steal my mallet is that like stealing my thunder (laughs) you stole my mallet how dare you steal my thunder no we say mallet now damn it (laughs) hashtag stealing your mallet so do you have an update for this week i am alive still kicking in this pandemic really setting the bar high there small achievable goals (laughs) isn't that what we preach
1: i i mean that just reminds me of the eddie bit about being british and wanting to go to space i want to explore space go places no one's ever been before well you're british so scale it in a bit see eddie knows what's up yes he does
0: now what's your update is it kitten related it's
1: kitten related So, I got two new kittens this weekend and had the cops called on me. Related or unrelated to kittens? Related, oddly enough. So, I picked up the kittens from a Spanish rescue, where they rescue, like, beach cats. And, yeah, well, I mean, southern Spain. Spanish beach cats. Like Spanish beach cats, yeah, and who knew? Just
0: chilling on the beach, and then their little vacations interrupted.
1: Yeah, they have a colony that lives in the beach on the beach, and one that lives in the woods. And they spay and neuter the cats, but any kittens get shipped out of Spain.
0: Wow, they just get evicted like that, basically. But um no holiday for you.
1: So a couple months ago, I picked out a kitten. And it was a package deal. They're like, if you take this kitten, you will get this kitten as well. It's like, oh, okay, two. Uh, I didn't know that I signed up for two, but. Uh.
0: Like buy one, get one free, but not optional. I don't know. And also not free. Yeah. <laughs> buy one, buy one more.
1: <laughs> buy one, buy one more. Exactly. It was like, we hear you like kittens. So here's another kitten to go with your kitten. So you can kitten while you kitten on your kitten.
0: Whoa. How many kittens could a Sarah kitten kid- kitten if a carrot? Kara- what? No. Zero.
1: Apparently.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to take those kittens from you. You can't have them. No,
1: no, I don't think so. So, uh, what they do is they loaded up all of the cats that they were adopting this summer, and it was 21 cats and kittens in a single van. Like a van just full of cages. So literally,
0: wait, wait. wait. Did it have windows? It was windowless. (laughs)
1: Oh, no! And it had a big sticker on the back that says live animals inside. And honestly, I think if I didn't know that I was adopting a cat that day, like if I didn't know these people, I would still have approached the van and asked for a kitten.
0: Oh, I was going to say, apparently Joe Exotic is in uh, Germany now.
1: (laughs) Well, and that was exactly the issue. So they stopped at a roadside pit stop for us to come and pick up the kittens. At our stop, there were nine cats being picked up i think meow meow except it was much louder and much more of them so we were waiting the van parked in a spot next to a shady spot in this parking lot so that we could all wait there and like not roast the cats alive and this woman pulled into the rest stop and made a beeline for the shady spot where we were all standing and she told us all we had to leave and we're like "Mm, here's the thing no 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 also no and so she got out and started taking pictures of everyone including the license plates and was telling everyone that we had to leave because she wanted the shady spot in a parking lot that had probably 20 open spots she wanted that one
0: yeah that's how that works my bitch
1: (laughs) so someone was like hey you know we're just here to pick up some kittens then we're all leaving you can have the spot in like 30 minutes but you can't have it right now Uh, including like there was one woman in our group who was Probably six months pregnant, and Jesus. it's like we've all been here over an hour waiting in the sun because they gave us a bad pickup time. And so, yeah, we're gonna wait in the shade, like, you're just gonna have to be patient. Your car doesn't need the shade, people need the shade,
0: typically. Yeah, I mean, you
1: know, and it was truly just parking spaces, literally nothing else. So, the lady pulls out but before she can get away the pregnant lady whips out her phone and starts snapping pictures and she's like bitch i got your picture too which was amazing and as the angry lady pulls out of the parking spot she pulls out of the parking area she passes my friend who's waiting in her car and my friend is facetiming her boyfriend and she makes a weird face as the lady pulls by and the lady stops leans her head out the window and starts shouting at her like don't you judge me what like who are you to judge me and my friend's like "Uh, i'm facetiming someone i wasn't making a weird expression at you i was making a weird expression at him and then she peels out like, fuck you so everybody gets their cats except for me and a couple behind me in line and the police pull up yay and the police are like um we got a report that there was an exotic black market animal deal going down here so we're gonna need to see everybody's papers And mind you, like, the rescue people are in the van loading up my kittens as the police arrive. And I'm sitting there going, oh, for the love of God, hurry up. Oh, my God, hurry up. Hand me the kittens. Hand me the kittens. Hand me the kittens. And eventually the cops are like, these are just house cats. Like, this is nothing black market or exotic or anything. We've got all of their papers. We've got everything. And so the kittens are handed to me. And I turn to the officers and go, okay, bye. And I just bolt. I was like, I want to get as far away from these people as possible before they change their minds.
0: Ooh, fun fact, don't just run away from the police. Make sure that you're actually good and you're they're done talking to you before <laughs> you just run away. Especially with illegal house cats.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I mean, they're cats. Potentially, one of my two cats could be, she gives the appearance of being purebred, but she was found in the woods, so I'm guessing she's probably not. But I was like, oh, God, out of all the cats, like, please don't look at mine. Please don't look at mine and get the wrong idea. <laughs> but, yeah, we got home and now I have two tiny, like, tornadoes who live in my home. And one of them sounds like a porg. <laughs> what the hell? She doesn't so much meow. She, like, wah, 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 wah. she kind of sounds like a pigeon. But, like, a porgy pigeon. They just coo. So, yeah. Now I've got two kittens. The end. That's my update hashtag kittens that was a profound hashtag
0: it's one of the best hashtags there could be (sighs) oh it is hot in germany holy cow it's actually cooled off a bit and i'm so excited it's so nice i'm tired of melting and being sweaty but then it's like the temperatures are gonna go back up soon yeah it's it's not
1: excruciatingly hot. It's in the high 80s to mid 90s, which is really hot. No, that's too much. But it's the humidity. It is so muggy and I am so sticky
0: all the time. It's like being in Washington. Ugh,
1: I don't remember feeling like this in Washington.
0: Well, it's been
1: a while. Well, this is true.
0: So, do you have a cocktail this week? I do not. I do And what is the cocktail this
1: week? I've actually had this on the show before. It's a caperina, but in a can. And it's not the greatest. Also, it's not cold anymore, because I took this out of the fridge like an hour and a half ago. Ew. Did you hear that? The tiny porg monster? Nope. Well, she jumped over and porged out. Can you porg again? No, she doesn't want to. Yeah, it's not my favorite drink, but it'd be better cold. But there's no such thing as a cold drink in this weather fridge to face yeah well fridge to nightstand while i wait for recording and then hockey goes into overtime and it didn't go back in the fridge
0: well that's that's just poor planning on your part
1: how dare i not anticipate the overtime needs of a
0: team in a league that i do not follow yeah how dare you (laughs) it's finally happening and we must watch ah damn it what The Bruins won. I'm sad. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about wine windows. Do tell. So, as apparently previously discussed, but I don't remember because I probably wasn't paying attention. um, In Florence, Italy, they have a lot of uh, wine windows that are being preserved because they're... big hit in the black plague so people could still get their cocktails without or wine without
1: having to have too terribly much human interaction
0: yeah so they're being preserved and they've got tiny little plaques that says that they're a tiny little wine hole but now they're getting reused again in um the great plague of 2020 yeah and to picture these windows they're like just big
1: enough that you could put a regular sized glass of wine through it but like arched and decorated
0: and cute. And so some places that have wine windows, they're not actually able to use them because now it's like in someone's residence, it's in a private office or something, but some of them are still a part of restaurants where they are serving cocktails and wine through them again as a form of social distancing. I want a wine window.
1: I think you need to buy a house and put in a wine window.
0: I think I need a wine window too. I, and like have it be ornate like the ones in in Florence <laughs> these these are life goals this is what
1: happens when you're an adult I would come visit you more often if you had a wine window and the plague were Ooh. gone those two things I need those I two I you extra that's fine I mean with the exchange rate it probably wouldn't impact me all that much <laughs> that's really hurtful <laughs> are you gonna
0: raise the price even more just for that yeah I'm gonna have to I'm going to have to. But yeah, so if you are able to safely, in the safe future, travel to Florence, Italy, check out some wine windows and see if you can get a cocktail. I would not be mad if they just kept this up as a thing. Yeah, do it.
1: I think it really just means that we need to bring this back to the US and create not a doggy door for like sliding glass windows, but like a doggy door at chest height so you can turn it into a wine window. Let's let's go on shark tank
0: let's do it wine windows for everybody perfect for your social distant barbecue don't like people that much and in a non-pandemic era wine window (laughs) still in a pandemic wine window after the pandemic but you just don't like your family wine window that was my first example i mean after before doesn't matter wine windows for everybody let's do
1: it sorry i got distracted because while you were talking i got a follow request on instagram from a dude who only posts pictures of himself basically all framed exactly the same way just hundreds of pictures of himself
0: shit i'm instagramming wrong then he's in seattle hit me up
1: buddy oh oh wait it says he's gay never mind
0: you can still be friends it's fine just no romance
1: do you think he would uh like be my social media guy and just like curate my instagram feed because what it really needs on instagram is more pictures of this guy
0: yeah duh
1: (laughs) anyway so what are we talking about this week
0: plagues and travel travel plagues Uh, actually kind of So this is like a throwback to our regular episodes, maybe not so much a quarantine, because this is more serious and the education episode. Yes, an education episode. This is uh, the Seattle2unknown.edu episode. (laughs) Uh,
1: Please don't make us reserve that website. Don't go there.
0: (laughs) We don't own that. I don't know what that is.
1: It's like when you read books and they mention fictional websites and then the publisher has to get the website so that nobody puts porn on it. Oh, because that's a thing. People will try to beat I can see that. Beat, like YA authors to websites and then put porn on it so when the kids go like, "Hmm, I wonder if this website is real." They go there and find out, "Oh, it is." And, "Oh, dear."
0: Oh, internet naughty. Don't do that. <laughs> Anywho's so let's talk about some historical um plagues and whatnot pandemics since we already started with the white windows. Uh so the Black Plague, that was a classic. Do you remember that one? In like the thirteen hundreds? Sarah, were you there? Oh, definitely. That's
1: why I have so much grey hair. Yeah honestly I'm, I'm a little impressed i'm like pretty well preserved considering how old i am i'm pretty sure keith richards was
0: in the black plague oh i mean he started it <laughs> oh. oh boy okay so the black plague of the 1300s sorry i didn't look up the actual start date i think it was like 1370 i'm fact checking this is you. why we're not a medical or historical podcast so, when we say this
1: is the educational one, we mean that loosely.
0: Oh, yeah. Big, big time, big time
1: loose. Uh, anyways, it's. 1347
0: to 1351. Ooh, shit. Oh. Read all of what I wrote and then I'll get there. Okay. Anyways, it's predicted that the Black Plague killed between 75 and 200 million people from a bacterial disease. And when
1: she says 75, I think she means 75 million, not just like, it could be just 75 people.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. 70, 75 million to 200 million people from a bacterial disease. You know, the kind that hand sanitizer could kind of help you with if they that had it. That would be
1: really funny if like the Black Plague, this thing that we all know about that's this huge like historical moment was only some responsible for killing 75 people. <laughs>
0: Oddly small and devastating. There were very important 75 people that passed. Um, anyways, it um, the Black Plague also had reoccurring waves. And it affected parts of the world for centuries. Just on smaller scales. But one of the cities that did things right was actually Milan, where only 15% of their population was wiped out. Which is a big number still. That's a good chunk. But yeah they figured out social distancing and uh they're also one of the places that figured out um public quarantine initiatives so anybody that was coming into to the area was sentenced to go offshore to an island for 40 days during a second wave in 1377. so they, they i mean you know sounds familiar Except instead of 40 days, it's only 14 days for us now. And it's not bacterial. This one is definitely a virus. Which leads us to the one that we're all comparing COVID-19 to is the 1918 H1N1 influenza. They call it the Spanish flu because the world was very much politically incorrect. But this one, I guess it's H1N1 influenza A. It's kind of like, um, apparently hepatitis A, B, and C has, like, nothing to do with each other. They're all their own different types of hepatitis that do different things. So that could be, like, maybe how they named the flu. Anyways, the Spanish flu of 1918. That one killed about 100 million people. I don't like these numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So we went from 75 to potentially 200 million. It's only. a 100 million people. Only. That's a large population part of the problem was um this is also during world war you know yeah so um countries and a lot of cities made a lot of no-no's that helped the disease spread
1: you know just a little no-no's
0: places didn't lock Uh, no big no-no's uh places didn't lock down so they had higher rates of infection Philadelphia decided that they were going to have a parade in the middle of the pandemic. Clever. And so they ended up, yeah, they had one of the highest death rates per capita. Yeah. But, like, also the movement of soldiers also helped spread the Spanish flu quite rapidly. It's
1: almost as if you should all stay home. Huh.
0: Right? Like, we kind of figured it out during the Black Plague, and we're ahead of our time, but like, we done goofed with the flu. You know, I don't think
1: you done goofed really applies in this yeah. case. I feel like this is something slightly bigger than a goof. <laughs> like, I left my keys inside. Oh no, I done goofed. You done fucked
0: up, world. I accidentally
1: killed a hundred million people. I done goofed. That
0: doesn't work as well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. Big big time uh-ohs. Um, And then one of... The more recent examples of an outbreak would be SARS that happened in 2003. One of the scary things that they kind of I found as an example was that there was a SARS case in the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region, People's Republic of China. A person stayed at a hotel. They ended up infecting 16 other people there. Of these people with the secondary case, six of them took international flights to australia canada singapore the philippines and vietnam so they kind of went everywhere uh the arrival of these infected persons ended up leading to sars outbreaks to those locations within the first few days of the first case noted in hong kong that's how far that one kind of like exploded how f- far how yeah, fast that just... and the thing is is that
1: how do you know like these are just people living their lives, going about their day-to-day business. You don't know that you've just been exposed to something. So it's not as if anyone's to blame. It's just like, yeah, well, shit.
0: No, it's just like, oh, shit, that happened really fast. And now it's in all these other locations. And we're just starting to figure this out. And another example I found was that they're talking about um, frequent flyers are more likely to infect other frequent flyers duh because you know you're going to like the airports the same travel lodges potentially and that that can spread things internationally in like mm. a heartbeat just because it's people that are flying and making contact in other places and interacting with other frequent flyers you know what that makes me
1: think it's not we need to have a sequel <laughs> no we need to have a Don't sequel fly. to fly movie up in the air about george clooney's character coping with The pandemic and how he suddenly really really can't fly i really like that movie
0: yeah (laughs) apparently but no like the whole example about uh frequent flyers versus less frequent flyers is that um the epidemic can spread so much more rapidly because of the interactions versus people that don't fly they'll you know, probably have a lower chance of getting it and like, the very first hit of everything. It's just freaking nuts on how fast everything will go. So, yeah, that's why we kind of have lockdowns and travel restrictions and social distancing and the comeback of wine windows that we are having is because we're trying to look at what happened in the past and, you know, how we done goofed accidentally. Um, the problem is, is that... You know, for, like, the Spanish flu, everything was being documented Mm -hmm. by newspapers. So it's a little bit harder to, like, misinterpret or change things. To To fit a narrative. Like, you know, portray one side. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, political? You know, it's... Newspapers was their source of information, unlike now, where we have so much ready at our fingertips... That anybody can say anything and change what they need to fit what they want. Yeah, and generate conspiracies and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, not only do we have a viral pandemic going on, we also have an information pandemic going on with it. I mean,
1: I've read so many theories. In fact, like, there... So, there's a shopping center near my apartment, and in the parking lot, there's a little area, like a cart return, but it's a covered cart return, and someone's graffitied it to say that Bill Gates created Corona. It's Like, you know what? I feel like he probably didn't. I mean, I'm
0: no expert, but I feel like Bill Gates has got better things to do. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of these... The past pandemics help expedite growth in uh, societies and, like, the Industrial Revolution help ended up kind of popping out from that and whatnot. So it's... What's going to pop out from this? What are we learning? How do we move forward? How do we travel? Well, glad that you asked.
1: Because that brings us to part two.
0: We don't <laughs> right now.
1: So... That is sort of what I looked into for this week's episode. And one of the things that I think is really important that everybody take into consideration when they read up on how travel should work going forward is that a lot of the articles sort uh, cite CEOs and managing directors and whatnot of travel-related companies. And the number one thing you should do when reading anything written by someone who's invested in you traveling is knowing that they're going to encourage you to travel full stop it is in their best interest to get you out the door and that's the interesting thing is so so many articles are from like expedia and kayak and priceline and all these various companies that have a major incentive in getting you in a vacation whether or not it's in your best interest
0: Ooh, speaking about that i found a lot of my information from ncbi the website and um i read like scientific medically things for this so you're welcome <laughs> thank you yeah i learned for the sake of condensing it from what i understood but
1: i think so many of these websites rather than talking to medical specialists people who know what is in your best interest they're talking to people who want to incentivize you to travel so uh just be aware of that because so many of them had such rosy outlooks about how yeah
0: travel it's fine it'll be good well what what airline is it that's like, if you don't want to wear your mask, then you don't have to fly with us? Delta, I think. Yeah, which is, it's fine and dandy, but like, how many exactly. people are you packing on the flight? Are you using that middle seat? Like, that's a fine stance, but what else are you doing to help mm-hmm. people safe if they travel? Yeah. and that's the thing.
1: So, a few of the things I've seen recently... It's funny because every source has a different take. One source was saying that the best way to go is to stay in big, well-respected chain hotels because they have an imperative to keep their places spotlessly clean and they have highly trained staff who clean very, very well. Instead of like, you know, roadside motels that are a little bit dingy and have always been a little bit questionable.
0: Okay, well, maybe don't stay at those in general because <laughs> you might get murdered. But on the other
1: murdered. hand... um. Other travel sources have been saying that there's a huge uptick in people who are searching for vacation rentals, so homes, apartments, places where you can be assured social distance. So which is really the way to go? You kind of have to decide for yourself, would you rather the assurance of having like a good cleaning staff or the assurance of social distancing? This is you by yourself in a place where there's no other people you have to interact with.
0: I mean, if you do hotels right, you don't have to interact with very many people. Except for the cleaning staff. Potentially, yeah. And
1: if you're not going out for food, the delivery staff. And, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a very, like, obvious trade-off. You either get social distancing or you get the assurance that they're doing high-level cleaning. Because a vacation rental may have that, but it could also be somebody's, like, side business that they don't really put a lot of effort into. You never know what you're going to get with an Airbnb situation. Also, it's unless it's the blockbuster. <laughs> rental. Yes, because the last blockbuster in the US or anywhere I assume has turned itself into an Airbnb and you can rent a bed in the middle of their store. But
0: that sounds like a hotel if you're just getting a bed in like the whole store. Like how many people are there at once? Uh, just you. So sounds very like night of night of the (laughs) comet where there's like nobody else it's just you in the mall (laughs) but it's a blockbuster
1: when deciding how you're going to travel going forward you've got to make that decision because you get one or the other and i'm sure there's more and more airbnb people are going the extra mile because their side business is has been struggling for a while but it i mean when push comes to shove they're just normal people same (sighs) So the other thing that comes up a lot in articles about how travel will work going forward is that, shockingly, prices for cruises are going to go down. Who would have thunk?
0: Can't make me go.
1: (laughs) So the trend going forward, they say at least through the end of the year, is that prices for cruises are going to continue to plummet because it's a really, really tough sell. Because who wants to be trapped? in a floating hotel.
0: I would just like to point out I told you so.
1: <laughs> I think everybody kind of knew that uh, that cruises are floating petri dishes.
0: I don't people love cruises though. I mean damn.
1: I know. And the problem with cruises is that they they're dangerous for the people on board, but they're exponentially more dangerous in a pandemic situation for the people living in these ports because they're going to be exposed to more people every day over and over and over again
0: it's just bad news bears for everybody that ends up being involved whether willingly or unwillingly Mm -hmm. it's i
1: know i know why the prices are going down and i know why some people may be inclined to take advantage of that but i can't imagine doing it it feels borderline unethical to continue cruises
0: going on a cruise sounds way riskier than having someone in the middle seat of an airplane yeah
1: and that's the interesting thing so one of the other things as melinda's already brought up is that a lot of airlines are promising to not put someone in the middle seat on an airplane but you cannot tell me the distance between the middle seat and the aisle seat is six feet
0: sure it is if you're an Nor is it
1: six feet between you and the row behind you so
0: but then some airlines are just like now whatever we're gonna make yeah exactly
1: So a lot of airlines are advertising that they are social distancing and then at the last second saying, oops, did we say we're social distancing? In fact, we're sardine canning you in. Good luck.
0: What we really mean is just wear a mask and hope for the best. Exactly. It's
1: like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's nonsense. There's no social distancing on an airplane. There's just no such thing. And presenting it as social distancing is just... That's just propaganda. It's it's not true. There's nothing you can do to social distance on an airplane. So anything that they do to make it seem like they are, you should disregard. Like, anything they say about how good they are with that, they're lying. They just aren't.
0: We all need to become Jeff Goldblum's character in Jurassic Park and just be, like, the chaos theorist. <laughs> and just assume that everything that will go wrong or can go wrong will go exactly. wrong. We're all going to be pessimists. He lives, right? Yeah, he yeah, lives. Yeah, he's in
1: one of the newer movies i think briefly so yeah
0: we're all jeff goldblum now
1: yeah so with that in mind i think everybody knows that we're all itching to get out of our houses so what you as a potential traveler need to do is one decide if you really need to travel is it actually an imperative or is it something that you want because at a time where it's so risky to expose yourself to strange people we should all be doing something we should all really really think it over before we take those steps
0: which is kind of nuts to think about because like the things that we've kind of put into practice to keep us safe or safer is things that should have been happening beforehand people should have been washing their hands more often especially when they go out and they're in high touch Mm -hmm. areas you know they should be giving people personal space yep and not like standing right up next to somebody you don't know you should also be covering your mouth when you cough or sneeze with your elbow and not your hands because high touch areas in public yeah and not to name any
1: names but I have at least one friend who told me he can't wait till this is over so he can stop washing his hands this is a friend
0: I can't be friends this is a friend
1: I will not be meeting in person again
0: (laughs) yeah no it's (sighs) yeah No, I'm a big fan of washing my hands and not touching my face.
1: Yeah, so
0: consider if
1: it's really necessary at this stage. Like, there will be a stage where we will be able to travel again without it being some sort of moral conundrum that you have to parse through. But we aren't there yet. And you have to consider, are you at risk? Are you going to be in contact with people who are at risk? Because chances are the answer to that is yes, whether you know it or not. Always assume someone you know is at risk because they, in any given group, there's probably probably a couple. Yeah. And so consider the state or the stage that your county is in or your city or whatever, however it's divided up. And where the place you want to go is at as well. Because if they're doing better than your com- your place is, don't go there. Do not jeopardize the good thing they've got going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know what stage we are in anymore just because everything has been so fluid with rules. Like, oh, we're, we're doing this now. And then like a few days later, it's like, oh, no, 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 we're doing this now.
1: Yeah, it's just something you have to dig into And for your safety and for the safety of others, because if you're in stage whatever and you're going someplace that's in a worse stage. Well, you're going to bring whatever you're exposed to back with you. So do your research.
0: The plague.
1: Yeah, it's just it's more important now than it ever has been before that you do your research on where you're going. Because, I mean, the numbers, the number, the second wave is about to crust. like i know in germany in my city specifically our numbers have started to go back up again because people kind of were like meh our numbers went down we're not getting any new cases it's fine let's all have a barbecue with 50 of our best friends well let's maybe not do that that seems bad
0: yeah yeah summer hit and we're kind of taking steps backwards again yeah and then Just because we thought we were going in the right direction. And
1: take this with a grain of salt, but a friend of mine who is COVID positive and has been for over 100 days uh, recently found a study that shows that symptoms resurface in hot weather. It's not that it's not necessarily that it spreads more or less, but if you had COVID, your symptoms may come back in the summer. And uh, it is unpleasant, according to her. Uh, Basically, her summer has just been a series of misery tweets about how painful and awful it is to have COVID for over 100 days.
0: Yeah. It's not a conspiracy. It's not not happening. Which I don't know how at this point in time that people are like, oh, it's not real. (laughs) Hospitals aren't full. Yeah. It's like, uh, Nope.
1: And that's the thing that a lot of people aren't really talking about is that a certain percentage of people who get COVID just don't get rid of it. Their symptoms are just unending. There's a COVID and then there's a long haul COVID and the long haul, they don't know how or when it ends if you get it.
0: Again, because everything's so new, Mm -hmm. we don't know. And that's the problem.
1: Yep. Consider where you're going. Consider where you're coming from. Consider if it's necessary and consider is the hotel or the airline or the train or whatever service luring you in with promises that are not something that they can actually fulfill because a lot of them are kind of overselling things and it makes you a little bit suspicious
0: well especially since it's like we're like constantly cleaning we're always clean it's like but why weren't you doing this before mm-hmm. then and
1: are you really like there's no such thing as constantly yeah. clean outside of like a hospital so yes yes Uh, And lastly, if you decide that for whatever reason your circumstances allow for you to travel safely, because only you can really decide that for yourself, well, and the government. If the government tells you you can't safely travel, you can't safely travel. But if you decide that it is an imperative to travel for whatever reason, and there are certainly exceptions to the rule where traveling is something you should do, I mean, we could be here all day listing exceptions, but there are exceptions, obviously. Make sure that you get very good travel insurance and you book through websites that allow corona-related cancellations because more and more services are offering that. They will say, if you get sick, we will cancel with full refunds. They are out there. You just have to search for them because just because you feel good now doesn't mean next month when you decide to go on your weekend getaway that you will feel good then. And while you probably have better things to worry about if you get corona than whether or not you're going to get your hotel deposit back, it still wouldn't hurt to get that money back. Like, you know, if you're sick, you might need money.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts the amount of travel emails I've gotten as of late. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really trying to push it and be like, you know, free cancellations and all this stuff. And it's... I don't know, you guys. Yeah,
1: it's no secret that I work for a travel sector company. (gasps) You do? Well, I've been keeping it from you, but I think everybody else knows. Um, So I see what's going on behind the curtains, and I'm not going to spill too much tea. But it's important for people...
0: Pay attention to the man behind the, cor- the curtain. Pay no mind to the man behind the curtain. No, no. <laughs> Pay attention to him. But, like, there's
1: a whole lot of people at a whole lot of companies whose jobs depend on getting you out there to travel. So they're going to be persuasive. Yeah. And, like, they're putting all of their manpower into convincing you it's okay to travel. So you have to be the person to make that decision for yourself. Do not let a really cute commercial tell you that it's okay if you don't feel it's okay. Use a healthy amount of skepticism to everything you read when it comes from someone who is going to make money off of you potentially getting sick.
0: Because we're all Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park.
1: Uh, by that, do you mean we're all super sexy? That's the moral
0: of the story. With, like, sweet curly hair and dark tinted uh, And glasses. shirts
1: unbuttoned down to our navels. I mean, that's what yeah. I do anyway. I'm doing home office for the rest of the year, so nobody can see.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's very much we're in a world where it's not maybe so much about you. It's so much about thinking about others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we know what we're doing is necessarily like this solve all? No. But if it's something we can do to reduce chances of someone else getting sick, ourselves getting sick, why not give it a try?
1: Yep. And so with that, I think, I'm sure everyone realizes this, but it's really important that going forward, we travel with masks just in case. If you are in a crowded situation, put a mask on. Like it costs very little and it's just a little extra insurance you take out on yourself and the people around you. It also means we need to carry our own soap we need to have sanitizers. We need to have that kind of stuff just to be extra certain. And it's not just cleaning the germs off of the person Wash who your is damn sitting hands. there. <laughs> it's not just wiping the germs away of the person who is there before you, but wiping your own off for the cleaning next person. Cleaning the other person? Yes. Yes, I'm going to clean the other person. But
0: see, and that's not how people think of it. It's cleaning off somebody else's nasty germs mm-hmm. and they don't care about leaving their own nasty germs. Yeah we need to be thinking about more than just ourselves and self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's how do how can i do my part to help you stay safe and healthy? Uh could you send me some wipes? i'm all out. Everybody's out. <laughs> also, hand sanitizer is not going to be the cure-all soap and water. Yep. It's a i don't have access to running water
1: solution. It's not a this is the only solution.
0: It's like a yeah, temporary. It's a, quick fix. It's a bandaid it's... as
1: opposed to. stitches. Yeah. Yeah. Soap is your stitches. Also, don't travel if you have stitches, at least in any way that's going to touch other surfaces. That seems like a bad idea. Just generally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else are bad ideas that we could talk about?
1: <laughs> don't travel with a head wound.
0: Ooh. Always wear your helmet. Well, on bikes or motorized scooters. Sarah, you should just wear a helmet all the time. I have two helmets. One bike, but two helmets.
1: (laughs) 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 One is for if the other one breaks while we're underway. (laughs) Got a backup to the backup helmet? Yeah. So take precautions and don't let your guard down just because you're on vacation. I see a lot of photos lately from people I know who are on vacation within Europe, which is allowed because, you know, our borders are back open within the EU. But I see these pictures and I go, mm, note to self, do not interact with this person for at least two weeks. Like, why, why are we having, why are we having family barbecues with 50 people? Why?
0: Why? Yeah. Is this necessary to do? Yes. Not Really? Sometimes boring is best Although
1: it is really entertaining to see the creative ways that people are adapting right before we were recording. I saw a video on Instagram or on Twitter I think of a concert one of the first concerts in the UK since all of this went down and It's social distance You bought tickets in groups of two and so you and your buddy get a little, like, metal platform that has a fence around it. And it has two chairs on it. And each of these little platforms are six feet apart and, like, spread out as far as the eye can see in a field. And obviously there's a stage at one end. And it was so funny. It kind of reminded me of the box seats at the Hollywood Bowl, where it's, like, little fences around you. So you your box is really just, like, a cubicle. But... People are getting creative. I still don't think I would have gone to the concert, but I like the idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess we're working out some kinks on what the future might look like. That's kind of funny and awesome. Yeah.
1: And the funny thing is, is I'm as I was watching this, I was picturing like later in the evening when the concert really gets going, are people going to stand up and dance in their little cubicles? Because these platforms are raised up off the ground, we're... and it kind of looked like go-go cages.
0: I was going to say we're all going to be go-go dancers. <laughs> but um it's kind of like people are are starting to bring back outdoor like Mm -hmm. drive-in theaters not in the traditional sense but they're projecting it on something and everybody's in their cars Mm -hmm. to watch the movies and it's like yeah well now bitches you shouldn't have shut them all (laughs) down
1: or um for instance on the olympic peninsula there is a zoo called the game farm park i think that's what it's called where it's a drive through the zoo and so you load up in your car, you buy treats for the animals, you roll your windows down and you drive through and you just give them treats. And next thing you know, there's like a llama sticking its head in your car.
0: What's <laughs> llama? You're not in Peru.
1: <laughs> Let's pretend. People are creating creative solutions for things you can do that normally wouldn't be social distance. You just have to look closer to home. And I think that's the solution that's the safest solution for everyone is explore at home and don't risk infecting other communities or being infected by other communities and i think we've all been sort of raised to believe that travel is an adventure you have elsewhere but the more
0: travel can be an adventure exactly. at home within your own backyard that's something we've said multiple right. times. right i know that what's up pioneers <laughs> right here
1: i know and it's a thing that we've said over and over again but it still feels like even as someone who fully believes that like every once in a while i'm like hmm, but i've seen all of dusseldorf i want to go somewhere else but we gotta but have though we gotta fight that instinct and it's gonna be tough but ugh, i mean hopefully we'll all see more opportunities to do new exciting things closer to home that will sate that need for a little bit
0: longer we'll get there we just have to do our part to be part of the solution and not more of the problem
1: more community spirit less individualism yep rally together world we are the world Nope. (laughs) that was so out of tune i don't even care though (laughs)
0: That sounds like a lot of like close togetherness and hand holding, and we don't hands want across that. America. Quick, make a chain. Succeed Social away. distance
1: hand holding. It's like air high fives, just air holding out your hand in like a grip
0: shape. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but yeah. So hopefully, this has been um, slightly educational, some food for thought. Just make good choices. Yeah. Be Jeff Goldblum. I think that's... It's an adventure? Yeah.
1: So, I guess the takeaway should be it's better to be more cautious than less. I think this is true.
0: Oh, the education episode made me sleepy. Just like school. <laughs> that's really bad. Uh, But yeah, remember, it's an adventure. So be like Jeff Goldblum
1: i think we have an episode title
0: can he sponsor us can
1: someone let us know that we're big fans of his work i think he got me too last year so i don't know if we want that
0: (laughs) Ooh. so be like his character there we go maybe like him (laughs) yeah uh anyways that's all of us all of us for this week all both of us see it's all those educational papers that i read and now my brain is just mush Now that I told you about it, I don't need it. I don't need words. So join us next week where I maybe figure out complete sentences. Join us next week and find out if she does.
1: Spoiler alert. She probably doesn't. She doesn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. Bye. Bye.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O-Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at HooliganMonster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!